Welcome to the BeastNet Podcast, proudly presented by the Beast Obstacle Course Racers and sponsored by GH Unders Performance Base Layers. Here we discuss all things athleticism to obstacle course racing, endurance to nutrition, our team, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. All right, it's Mike here with BeastNet, and I've got Christina Horton. Um, some of you might know her as Dadass. So uh, yeah. just, you know, she's an ambassador with the Beasts and just an all-around fun person. And we just wanted to sit down and talk about the ambassadors and talk about why Christina loves doing this. How you doing? Hey, guys. I am doing freaking awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so what is your role in the ambassadors? Uh, How does that work? I mean, I know they've talked about ambassadors, but it's still kind of one of those, like, everyone's still kind of like, what is it? So don't tell anybody. I won't. Is it like the Illuminati? They won't let me in either. Yeah, there's a handshake. Um, there's a couple of booty taps in there. It, it's a very secret society, so we can't really talk about it just yet. Okay. Um, but, eh, I like you, so I'll let you in. All right. Um, it, it's just people that kind of talk up the beast and people that kind of help other people through and get people involved. And my whole thing is like, I, kind of the stuff I already do. It's yeah, I was going to say. And inviting other people to work up and just getting people involved with the beast and kind of helping to get our name out there as this big, awesome team full of people. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like pretty much what you do anyway. And yeah, kind of what a lot of us do anyway is just, you know, out on the course. Yeah. I mean, I've done a few races with you and it's always fun. So. <laughs> I like to have a good time. I'm mm-hmm. not out there for a good time. I don't care about how long it takes me. I'm just out there to have fun. Like, and make anybody else have fun. And that's what I think is, that's what's great about running with you and a lot of those, a lot of the other guys, you know, like that is that it's not about the time, it's about finishing. So it's about just getting across the finish line and everybody getting across the finish line, not just you. And that's what's awesome. Not just getting across the finish line, but getting across the finish line with a smile on your face. Because we don't go out there and volunteer or pay money or any of, you know, we don't go out there to just get across the finish line with a medal. Woohoo, it's a medal. Yeah. We go out there for the memories, for the smiles, for making other people laugh, for making other people be like, why are you having so much fun? Exactly. Well, well why aren't you having this much fun? Why aren't you having this much fun? You should be. Come you should be. Us. Enjoy it. And that's the thing that I love about racing with you is, I mean, it's it's about enjoying it. It's not just about getting through it. I endure life on a regular basis. I'm doing this for a good time. Like... If this were a job, that'd be different. I'm not being paid for this. I'm having fun. Like, that's the way I want to live. I want to have fun, and I want other people to enjoy it, too, because I found my crack. Like, this is my drug. Oh, yeah. So, I, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, in fact, you've already raced this year, haven't you? I did. I raced last week in SoCal, and I did the exact same thing I always do. I found some random people. Um, one of them was a friend, and then we drug along a couple other people, and we just had a good time, and about two-thirds of the way through the course, this guy who I'd never met before, his name was James, and just kind of met him through a friend of a friend, and he's like, why, are, why is this so much fun? And I look at him and because it's always this much fun. You just need to hang out with the right people, buddy. Like, we're having a good time. We're getting over obstacles that he was afraid of, and like slipping off of things because we're so muddy. And I just had a good time. It was just all sorts of good times. So. Yeah, that's awesome. See, I, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> I don't get a run again until March. This is my first Spartan of the year. Oh, Vegas! Yep. 
That's been like my, that's, this will be the third year in a row that this is my, my starting race of the year is Vegas. I, I, I enjoy Vegas. It's a blast. And it's always, it's one that forces me to meet new people because I have yet to go down there and have a group. Um, I did end up running last year with, uh, Warrior State of Mind, uh, and we carried the core flag for, for that race. And then, uh, this, yeah, this year it's, I don't really know of anybody going again. So it's just like, Oh, I'll either find some people or I'll just do it by myself, but I'm going to have fun and enjoy it. So, well, even when you do it by yourself, so you're not alone. No, never. And the gal, Stephanie, that I was racing with, so I met her last year in Tahoe. She's a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. and she ended up staying with us. And she was like, I don't know if I can do Tahoe. This is such a crazy race. Everybody's always telling me how hard it is. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I'm a runner, but I'm not strong. And I started to go, well, I'm strong, but I'm not a runner, so let's work with each other. Yeah. And the four of us, my best friend, Krisha, and I, and then her friend, um, who I met her through Lee, we all stayed together the whole course. And at the end, she's in tears. She's like, I didn't think I could do that. And I was like, oh, why did you ever doubt yourself? Like, and that's it's it. Not about, it's not about doing this course on your own and thinking that you're going to go kill it. And if that's what your race is, cool, go run your race. But like, for me, it's just making sure everybody gets through and how much fun we have out there. And, and then I end up meeting new people and I meet more new people. And it, it's just, that's why I do this. I meet everybody. And that's awesome. I miss Krisha. I love Krisha. Um, uh, you'll see her in April. She'll be there in April. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's the best part about the races. I mean, most people just doubt themselves so much, and it's like, mm-hmm. get out there and do it. I mean, that was kind of my, I'll be honest, was my mistake and my blessing when I first started Spartan was the fact that I didn't have any reason to doubt myself. I had done half marathons, and I had done mud runs. I had nothing no knowledge of what a Spartan race was. I just knew I had a free Spartan race and I was going to go to Montana and run the race. I mean, whatever, 13 miles with a few obstacles, no problem. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. Never told myself when I finished, I would never do it again. And this year will be year number four. (laughs) So Um, that was 2015, wasn't it? Yep. That was the founder's race. Yeah, that was the founder's race, the one where Lisa and I, after the race, were freezing. We had hypothermia, and we're sitting there snuggling because we're both freezing cold. And, like, promise me that you'll never let me do another one of these. If I ever say I'm going to do one, you're going to talk me out of it. I don't want to do that anymore. And we're just so miserable and, like, trying to warm up, and we're just freezing and shivering. And then we signed up for another one. Yeah, and that's what's funny is... Most of the beasts, I mean, there seems like there's a lot of us that started that year, especially the OG beasts, started that year, and our first Spartan was, you know, the Montana beast, and it's like, everyone's like, you started with, like, the worst choice possible, and I'm like, no, I think I started with the best choice possible, because I did a beast, and then it was like, well, I can do a sprint then, if I did a beast, why can't it, a sprint will be easy. You know, and that was that was the thing is once you did the beast, it's like you didn't have that whole mental block of, well, okay, I did a sprint, but a beast, that's just too much. Exactly. And it's like, nope, I started with the beast. I did a beast, so now I'm going backwards and going to do a sprint and a super to get my trifecta because I got my trifecta in 2015, you know, the first that's year I raced. Yeah. yeah, because we had the, the – I did Montana and then I did Washougal and then uh, Seattle, the first Seattle super. Yeah, that's, that was exactly it. That was exactly it. I did Montana, and I did what I did uh, Washougal, and they're still calling it Portland. Or we're still uh, calling it North, whatever they're calling Pac it. West. Um, 
but I, I, the only reason I went for a double that year is because I started my very first Spartan race ever was the previous year, Montana sprint. Yeah. And it was a founder's race. It was that black little spear founder's medal. And then when I did Montana beast, I got again, that black spear yep. founder's medal, which people are chasing after. I'm like, I just want the pretty green one. Give me a pretty green one. Yep. And so I got talked into doing Tahoe World Championships in 2015, so I did get a pretty green medal. That was legitimately the only reason I did double that year. Yeah. And I wanted the pretty green medal. And I could see that because that's one thing I hate about my <laughs> – it sounds bad. I mean I love and hate about my 2015 medals is I don't have a pretty green medal. Uh-huh. I have the trifecta, but I don't have the pretty green medal because I have the the, found, the Founders Race medal. Uh-huh. So, and that was that was the only reason that I went for a double that year is because I wanted that pretty green medal because I didn't have it. And I met Krisha and our friend Amber. The joke is, people are like, "How did you meet?" And we just kind of laugh. We're like, "On a mountain in a mud pit in Montana." <laughs> like that's how we met, and now she's one of my closest friends in the world. And we've met so many other people through it. And I've traveled the country with her. Um, traveling for races and meeting new people and people recognize me on course because well giant butt and short hair um that ass i'm also really really loud just a little bit (laughs) just a smidge just a a tiny little itty bitty bit yeah but this is you know i have found something that just is so much fun and i get to be my absolute most me out there and that's Encouraging. Remember, remember when you and I, thank you, I appreciate that. Yes. Um, when we were running Seattle, the super, and I believe it was October, mm-hmm. September, anyways, mud everywhere, and you were helping Rajmi get up the oh, football. That was April. Remember how muddy that was? Yeah, that was April. The April race. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. It was in SoCal this last weekend. It was muddier than that. The football, oh. it was probably an 80% failure rate. Wow. On a flip wall. That's crazy. Yeah. So here I am. um, I'm on the top of the wall, and everybody's just, it's so muddy. And the mud is clay like, and so it's just, it's packed on there. It's not coming off. It's just getting more and more. I mean, you couldn't even see the black of the paint underneath all this mud. It was that caked on. And so I was at the top of the wall, and I was screaming at people, um, I could deadlift you. Get up here. You can't weigh more than this. Get up here. I could deadlift you. yelling at people and getting people, you know, I only, probably 10 minutes I was up there, I only got three people over because people couldn't get to me because yeah. they would get about a third of the way up and they'd freak out or they'd slip or they'd fall or whatever. But this one girl, and I didn't realize it because my friend was down at the bottom and she had, she had maybe two or three steps up and then she bailed. She, she got excited and she bailed. And she got about three steps up and I was yelling at her. I was like, come on, come on, come on, you can do this, you can do this. And she got nervous and so she jumped off. Yeah. And I started yelling at her, I was like, you've got this, I'm not leaving till you get up here, get your butt up here, come on, you can do this, that girl can do it, you can do it, come on, prove these little fuckers wrong. There were a bunch of guys that were like, I can't do it, and I was like, prove the boys wrong, come on, come on, come on. And my friend was staying next to her, and she she told me later, she's like, yeah, she started crying. I was like, why was she crying? She's like, because she thought she was going to fail. I was like, she was crying? Well, that's depressing, I'm sad she was crying. She's like, and then you yelled at her, and now she couldn't do it, and I deadlifted her over, and she... You know, I was like, oh, thank you so much. And I was like, sorry, I grabbed your butt. <laughs> okay. I'm like, yeah, it's a Spartan. Just yeah, it's Spartan. Here, deal with it. 
Oh yeah. So. No, uh, yeah, that one in April gave. Still, I have nightmares about that getting Rashmi over that thing. It was, it was crazy, but we got her. That was. You were so amazing, like every single step oh. of the way. You and uh, I can't remember his name. But Riley, anyway, maybe like something guys, like that. Riley, yes. yeah, like one step at a time, and she was panicking and she was crying. Oh, I just remember and we got to like over. that one point. I think I don't remember if it was you or somebody it was right there at the top, and I'm just looking at you, going, "You need to grab her hands because my body's about to give out, and I'm about to go down." So somebody grab her because yeah, I'm like someone grab her because I'm about to go down. There. I'm about to slide back down this thing, but yeah. And then afterwards, it's like, okay, now I got her to the top. Now I've got to try and get myself to the top. <laughs> and you did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Slip has always been one of – that's not one of my favorites. Ever since Washougal when I uh, smashed my wrist going oh, up the slip gosh, wall. that was such a bad day. Yeah. But you remember, I still – I got up and over it even after I smashed my wrist. But I've got a scar on my wrist from when I went down. Oh, I remember. I oh, remember. I was, that yeah. was our first race together, you yep. and I. And you you landed hard, and we didn't realize that you were bleeding until after you got back down. I was like, oh, that doesn't look so good. Yeah. I, I, put, I went back up and over. It took me, I think, three tries, but I got over. And then I think it was like after I got over, and as I was walking away, everyone like, saw their like, blood coming off my arm, and they're like, oh, you did hit hard. I'm like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, I knew you hit hard because when you hit, the wall shook. Yeah. And I was up at the top trying to get people over, and the whole wall was like, Yeah, it did. It left this car. It's just it's Spartan Kiss. You know, I got a few of them. <laughs> um, I don't have. I don't scars from Spartan racing. No, I don't think I have any scars. I think that's the only one that actually scarred. But I've had a couple. I've bled a couple times on Spartan courses. So. Oh yeah. Oh, we we always joke about um, it's no blood Saturday. It's no blood Saturday, and yeah. we usually fail. Oh yeah, I think I did what is. The Seattle one year, I came off the wall, the eight-foot wall. When I landed, I fell forward and smashed my face into it and ended up with a big old cut on my eye. No way! Yep. I was like, oops, and just kind of kept going. I'm like, whatever. (laughs) I got a bruise in Hawaii this year, this last year, that um, it kept growing and growing and growing. Our week, we we got there, and we raced, and then we spent the rest of the week, you know, in Hawaii, for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't until the day that we went home that it stopped growing. Like, the bruise started out. I got it on Saturday during the beast, and then I made it worse on Sunday uh, during the sprint in the super. And Brad told me, he's like, man, if that does not stop growing, I am taking you to the hospital when you get home. No, there's no hospital. (laughs) No hospitals. (laughs) Well, it started out as a bruise um, just underneath my arm. And by the time we went home, it was the entire tricep. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does start getting weird where you do need to maybe go to a doctor, but... So, so when's Brad doing another one? Speaking uh, he, of the Sherpa... I'm, he's trying for his trifecta this year. If he can do that, he is talking about the sprint in April, or the super in April. Mm-hmm. The super in April, um, the beast in September, and Washougal sprint. Yeah. Well, tell Brad, if, yeah. if he wants to run with us, I'm sure Benton would be happy to, you know, run with everybody. Because Benton is doing both in April. He's doing a double. He's doing both. He signed up for this, this, the Super and the Sprint. He's still telling me, he said he wants to do the Super and the Sprint, then he wants to do Washougal, but he still is saying he does not want to do the Beast. What? I think he just thinks it's too much, but I think once, I think we'll be able to convince him after he finishes the Super and the Sprint that pretty much, yeah. you might as well go for the Beast because you have, you know, you, you have two thirds of the trifecta. You should finish it. 
So. Well, and we've mentioned too, as he's growing, he's starting to realize that it's not about other people dragging you through the course. Like, no. don't just stick out your arms and have somebody drag you through the barbed wire. You can get yourself through, and you can get yourself yeah. over. And now that he's, he's, you know. Well, except for Washugal last year, but that was nasty. He couldn't get up and over the the whoop de doos. Oh no, that was that was just. Ugh. Yeah. Washugal last year was hilarious. Yes. And the, the and that's whoop de doos and get up and over the whoop de doos and the barbed wire. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, I basically grabbed his hand and just started dragging him up and over. That's the one where I think, who was it? Grencher got the really good picture of me sliding down the one side where I look yeah. like I'm posing. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and the thing is, he's also going through that growing phase. And oh, I yeah. think where we came to it later in life, when it's like, we're grown, we know how our bodies work. We know, yep. And we're changing all the time, too. We're changing strength, we're changing size, we're changing whatever. So, like, I don't know where my arms and legs are. <laughs> yeah. And he's, I mean, he's, I mean, I don't know what, you probably haven't seen him since, but he was still tall then, October, but he's, he's taller than me by a long shot at this point. Yeah. He just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I'm like, who is your real dad? Who did you really come from? Yeah, because you're tall. I'm not that tall. No. (laughs) Yeah, so. Well, what are you feeding that boy? I mean, come on. He's a 15-year-old kid. We feed him everything he can get his hands on. We can't keep food in the house. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like me. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much anything. Yeah, anything he can get his hands on. Which, unfortunately, I'm like 40 and still that's the way I eat. So, which is what I'm working on to try and make myself better this year. So. You just need to come lifting with me, man. I do. I do. Well, part of my thing is, is like I've told other people, I mean, once I quit smoking in July, I've gained. I've gained 35, 40 pounds. But you are. You were so much healthier because you're yeah. not smoking. Yep. I have not had a, had a cigarette since before Hawaii. I, I quit smoking the weekend before we flew out to Hawaii. And oh that, that is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, uh, we're going back to Hawaii this year, too. I know. I keep seeing Amber's post. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I, I need the trifecta. I need that weekend. I, I have not been able to get it in a full weekend. The first year I got the, the super finished. This year I got the beast and the super, and I need to finish the sprint. I need to do all three in a weekend, just you for will. my own sanity. You absolutely freaking well. I'm yeah. sad that I won't be there to celebrate it with you, but you will get it. I know you will, and well, you will send me a freaking picture. When you oh do. yeah. Somehow last year we spent the whole time in Hawaii and never ran into each other. We kept talking about like, oh yeah, we'll do this or that. I'm talking to like four different people, and I never, I never. Well, you guys got there earlier, and yeah, we stayed and we left, and that was it. We we did because the year before. We did the uh, what you did, where we got there like Friday, did the races Saturday, Sunday, and then had the whole week to to hang out in Hawaii. That's what we did, yeah. And this year we, we did. did the we did the opposite. We got uh-huh. there and we were there a week, and then did the races and flew home Monday because we wanted to. Partly for me, I, I felt like I had a problem the year before. I wasn't acclimated to the weather, you know. Uh- so I tried to get there early, so I had a couple of days to acclimate to the weather and get used to because that's what kills me. I, I am not that good at heat. I I died out there. That yeah. heat. Oh yeah, heat and humidity are are not my friends, and that's always been my biggest issue. And that's one of the reasons I start with Vegas every year is because I want that heat. I want to try and do the heat race and see if I can do it. You know, but yeah, yeah heat and humidity. 80, no, it was eighty in Chino, and oh. I'm doing Arizona this coming weekend. A week from today, I'll be in Arizona, 
and it's going to be in the 80s again. I was like, great, SPF 70, here we come. Because poor, pale, tasty me, but it's the heat and the humidity is what killed me in Hawaii. I was not, I was struggling during the super. Like, straight up struggle bunny during the super. And by the sprint, I'm like, all right, so this is going to end and I won't die. (laughs) Well, see, that was my thing is I could have gone and done the, the sprint. I probably, I had time. I would have been able to get the last heat out for the sprint when I finished the super, but my feet were so tore up that I'm uh-huh. like, I just, it's like, I'm supposed to do, you know, my mind, I'm thinking I'm supposed to watch Google next weekend with my kid with Benton. I don't want to put that in jeopardy, you know? And then I still, you know, had to race in September and I'm like, I, I need to, I need to save my feet at this point. At this point, I just need to stop because my feet were so tore up. I mean, what a lot of people don't know is when I got to, like the sandbag carry on the super, the volunteer literally looked at me and said, please, for the love of God, walk around. Oh, oh my gosh. He's like, you yeah, can would- barely walk for the love of God. Don't even go for that sandbag. Walk around. I'm telling uh-huh. you right now, don't do it. Because I was walking over to grab a sandbag and he's just like, no, dude. He's like, you could walk around, please. Do me this favor. <laughs> that was that was pretty much me on the sprint, and it was the sandbag, and then you walked a little ways, and um, there was Hercoist and Spear yep. Throw and the cargo net, and the adrenaline was flying so high, but my feet were starting to be like, "Yeah, so you don't want to take off your shoes because you don't know what you're going to see." Yeah, and I was wondering, I was like, "Is that?" I'm pretty sure those are blisters, but are they blisters on top of blisters or just one yeah. layer of blisters? And that's where I got it. It's like, I'm pretty sure my blisters, blisters have blisters, so. Yeah. <laughs> I was popping blisters for a week. The entire yeah. week we're in Hawaii, Christian and I were popping each other's blisters because it was just that bad. And it was like, I didn't realize you could get blisters underneath your toe in that little area of the oh, knuckle. that is the worst. I didn't realize you could get blisters down there, but I couldn't move my toe. <laughs> that is the worst. And yet, I still had fun, so what's yeah. that all about? It means that you're a little mentally, yeah. You're a little mental. A little? A little. Hey, hey, give me my credit, man. I'm completely nuts, though. Oh, we know you're completely nuts, so we love you that way, though. We do because we have the same mental illness, but because it's, you know, like for me, I mean, you know, it's one of the things like, I know I'm sure the listeners are probably tired of hearing me talk about the marathon, but it's like the marathon. I mean, who at my size would have thought, Hey, let's go do a marathon. Only somebody completely batshit. Yeah. And not only did I I say, say Oh yeah. Not only am I like, did I say, Hey, let's go do it. I I did it. before you start pulling people. (laughs) 
no, literally, he looked at me and he just he just started screaming, "Go!" Yeah, and I was like, "Done, sold." All of the uh, volunteers were huddling underneath the slip wall because it was the opposite direction, was the only shade or like protection from the hail. Yeah, and I, yeah, I was out. I'm like, "Peace out, Girl Scout. I'm done. I'm I'm out of here because I don't want to get pulled off this mountain. I'm at the top. How fast can I run down?" Hmm. But I'm. It's crazy. We're all insane, but it's so much fun, and I get to see people. So I saw um, you volunteered with Brittany before, long blue hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going up and over the cargo net, the A-frame cargo net in SoCal, and I was going with my friend Stephanie, who's hell afraid of heights, but she made it over the one in Tahoe, which was like an extra fifty percent taller. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "I can do this. I can do this. I can do this." And I was like, "Come on, it's super tight. It's not like the one in Tahoe. It's not. It's not moving. Whoever did this one did it super tight." In the back of my head, I'm thinking. Brittany did this one because this is so, this is perfect. This is, you know, it's got that spring to it when it's extra tight. Oh, I love that. And I was like, I love this net. This is, and there's Brittany. And I was like, Brittany! And she's like, wait a second. I haven't seen you in six months. Where have you been? And like the fact that the the staffers are like, where have you been? I haven't seen you. And I was like, this is crazy. Oh, and that's what's amazing. That's what I love about Spartan is, I mean, most who I have... You know, after 2015, when I first started, 2016, I had been part of the street team and all that stuff, and I'd volunteered. And now I can't go to a race without knowing the staffers. They're all coming up to me, Mike, how you doing? How you been? You know, you know, how's the foot? I'm like, yeah, it's doing good now. Yeah. I saw one of um, one of the staffers in, we were walking around before we started on Saturday this last weekend. And I saw her, and I was, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I just remember his lunchbox. Um, and I was talking with her and I was like, you know, why are you standing here? You're just like standing here. Not, I'm confused. Isn't there stuff to like, you're usually out on course. She's like, Oh, well, I'm standing here because and we just started talking. And I was like, yeah, they're just real people. They're just the coolest real people. Oh, yeah. And we're sitting there chilling. She's like, what's your next race? And, hey, weren't you at such and such? And I was like, yeah, just talking about which races. And I was asking her, she's coming up to Seattle this year. And she is, and I just love it that these people have become like an extension of racing for me. Like I see them on course and junior uh, was driving one of the trucks and he was driving by as I was walking and I pretended to like jump in front of the truck and he hit the gas. So like, these are the crazies that are, they're family. Oh yeah, they are. Um, they, they are. They're the crazies that we all, we love to talk to and everything else like that. I mean, I have my favorite staffers. I mean, some of you uh-huh. may, may know, you know, Stacy, Stacy Sanderson, who's the, you know, I know him because I'm in uh, the street team, but you know, there's Stacy, there's Dingo. Dingo's freaking so much fun. I love Dingo. Um, if you understand him, he's amazing. Oh yeah. If you understand his military mindset and how he works. Otherwise people think he's mean and scary. No, oh. he's scary. He's just a drill sergeant. No, he is. I mean, he, he's the one that sort of called me pretty Mike. <laughs> you, you know that, right? Dingo's the yeah, one that, Dingo's the one that came up with Pretty Mike. That's where that, and Ted, Freak Show, Freak Show, Dingo's the one that came up with that. It was on the same hurricane heat. The whole night, he was actually, he wasn't one of the cadres. He was actually one of us, or the Crypteo, or whatever. He was one of us, you know, in the the hurricane heat with us. And it was the one with uh, Seattle with the the huge freaking hill and the bucket carry. And uh, the whole night, he kept calling, he was right there with me and Ted, and kept calling Ted Freak Show, and kept calling me Pretty Mike. And that's where it came from was Dingo, you know, and then uh, there's Hammond. Steve Hammond is amazing. I mean, he helped get me through Montana when, you know, we had the whole 
uh, Emily and everything like that, you know, and uh-huh. the 13 and a half hours, you know, uh-huh. and Steve was the one that, you know, when he caught up to us and we looked at him and Stevie's like, you can do what you want, but you're not taking us off this mountain. And right, Steve right. looked right at her and said, cool, everyone else behind you quit. So it's us. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah, and we were like, my first, um, my first beast in 2015, uh, it was with me and Lisa and we got caught by the sleeper, different Steve, but yeah. his, his theory was, and he kept telling us, um, as long as you keep moving, I can't pull you. As long as you keep moving, I won't pull you. And at one point I looked at him and go, it's going to be easier for us to finish than it is to pull us, isn't it? And he just kind of laughed and smiled and nodded. And then magically his, uh, microphone ran out of batteries after that. Oops, Cause they kept saying like, well, where are they? Well, where are they? Well, where are they? And he kept calling in our positions and each new obstacle we got to. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I think my battery's going dead. Beep. And he turned off his mic. He's like, keep going. You're not far now. Just keep going. And that's, what's great about those, you know, those guys is, I mean, you know, Steve Hammond on that one. I mean, he was, you know, he doesn't know how great he was to us on that. That I mean, we had Emily who was mentally broken. Um, oh, yeah, she was done. She was done. She was done five miles before the finish line. You know, and mm-hmm. anybody who was smart would have just said, you know, yeah, you need to pull her. But we're like, no, she. we told her she was finishing this race. So she's finishing this race no matter what, mm-hmm. you know. And for all of us, and Steve's like, you know, he's like, I like your grit. Let's go. He's like, you guys are finishing this race. And it came to nighttime and I was like, oh, well, do we need our headlamps? And he's like, don't worry about it. I got you. And he mm-hmm. just kept going. And, you know, he called ahead and even told everyone like, hey, we're coming up to this obstacle. You guys need to get out here and help your team. And he had Brandon and Jeff and all those guys came out and met us, you know, for yeah. the bucket carry. And it's like, you know, when we finished, that's why for me, especially on the street team, when there's like, hey, the last racers are coming. I'm one of the first ones to run. To the, oh, I love that. I love the last oh. racers. They're my favorite. I've been I run, the last yep. I run to the finish line. I think that's what it is. It's for us that have been that last racer. We are running to that finish line to say, hey, you know, come, you know, come save us. You know, come uh-huh. come cheer us on. And I mean, it's there's no better feeling. I think that's probably, besides my marathon, it's probably the only time I've ever wanted to cry. Literally after a race, you know. You know, because I can remember finishing the race. And I gave Stacy, you know, Steve a big hug, and I gave Stacy, Sand- you know, Sanderson from Street Team a big hug, and I ba- remember looking at Stacy and going, "I don't think I'm going to be able to, you know, volunteer for Street Team because there's nobody left." But <laughs> I, I, I'm the end. Yeah, I, I mean, Stacy just kind of laughed at me, but you know, and then it's just the the team because I remember too when we left, you came and gave us food. We met on oh, the way. Yeah. yeah, we met on the way back to you know our 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 you know our place to for you to stop and give us food, you know, you and it was just the light of a car pulled over in the middle of nowhere on the side of the road. That's yeah. Me. In I Montana. Food for you. <laughs> in Montana. Food. We're in the middle of nowhere. You see headlights pulled over. We got food. It's like, cool. I need food. It's been 13 and a half hours out there, you know, and I that's remember my first beast. That's how it was. I was so hungry and I didn't have, I didn't have enough for myself and to share because I didn't know what I was going to need. I'd never yeah. eaten before, but my personality, I couldn't stop sharing with people and so by about mile seven, I was like, I don't have any more food. Yeah. My sandwiches have been eaten. Everything's been eaten. I'm going to die. And so the last however many miles of that race, I just kept asking. That was my motivation for me. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? And yeah. by mile about 10 or 12, it was everything. Well, I think that's what I was. Everything. When I did the, the first uh, beast, 
you know, out there in Montana. I don't think I don't think I had a pack that time. I think all I had I think all I had was I had a little like belt thing that had two little bottles on it because I'd done half marathons. That's all I ever needed for thirteen miles. You had no idea. Oh, I had no idea. I, I literally, that's what people don't understand. That first beast I did, I had no clue. And it, honestly, if it hadn't been for Drew and Jason, I would have quit. I was like, I was there. I was at that point where like, I'm like, I'm out of food. I'm out of water. I, I'm out of everything. I'm out of like mental everything. I'm, I'm like, I'm done. This is stupid. I don't know what I was thinking. And then I ran into Jason and, you know. And Drew and we were all three like, this is stupid. I don't know what we were thinking, but we just kept walking together <laughs> until we got to the end. And it's like, oh, hey, look, it's a finish line. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for me, it was just, I was so, I was so stubborn. I wanted Lisa to finish. She got cap cramp at mile like 1.5. Yeah. Like those deep, deep Charlie Horse calf cramps. And she was having a hard time walking. She was having a hard time doing any of the walls. She was having a hard time. But there was that determination in her face. And I was like, I had somebody that had done Spartans long ago tell me, oh, that beast, it's a bitch. You're never going to get it. I'm like, oh, you oh. don't realize what you just did to me. You just told me I couldn't. You're as it's bad as I am on that. The second and you tell like, me you can do that, oh, it's on. I will finish this to prove your ish wrong, and I will make Lisa finish this to prove her ish wrong. It is on. We are yeah. finishing this, and it was just, it was sheer, it was vengeance. It was vengeance. And I, when I finished, I was like, I'm not dead yet? Can I be dead now? Yeah. Is it time to die now? <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> It's pretty much, I, I, I want to just die now. I mean, it's like, I'm done. I, I'm over. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, you have that whole thing afterwards where you're like, I'm never doing this again. But then, like, you're like, at my point, we'd I'd volunteered the day before. So I had oh, three yeah. races. So I'm like, well, you know, and Amber volunteered with me. So I had two. And I'm like, well, I might as well do Washougal. I got a free race. I might as well use it. Yeah. And then, you know, there was trifecta that year, double the next year, and I got three last year. So... That's amazing. It's just like, man. But it's that whole grit. It's like, you know, I've said about the marathon. It's like I had so many people tell me, you are in no shape to even attempt this. What are you thinking? You know, they're like, why are you even thinking of doing this? I'm like, because 10 years ago, I told myself before my 40th birthday, I will finish this, finish a marathon. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and my 40th birthday is literally exactly seven days after this marathon. So, yep. This is my last chance. And were they right? Should I have probably not been out there? Probably. They were probably right. But like you said, who cares? I did it anyway. Yeah. You know, towards and the end of that, I. Uh, proving that to yourself. And that's, I told you my race motto, haven't I? No, well, I'm sure you have, but. Oh, okay. Well, you, you forgot all such crap on. Um, my race motto is because I can. Yeah. Literally, just because I can. Yeah. Why do you do this? Because I can. Because I almost couldn't. Back in 2014, I fractured my spine. And I should have died. Well, you know, details. Minor, yeah. Minor details. And I did my first Spartan race a month after fracturing my spine. And, and, I did the Montana Founders race with a broken spine. Yeah. Well, and that's what I love about, like, you know, your story and, like, you know, other people's is you get all these people, and I've talked to people about this, and, you know, everyone always talks about, like, on podcasts and stuff, you they want to talk to, you know, they want to hear from these famous people that have done amazing things. And it's like, yeah, but not to sound bad, but most of those phasey, famous people are – They've always been this way. Uh-huh. It's not a big thing for them. I mean, it's amazing that they're able to do this. And I'm not taking anything away from anyone. But you've done this your whole life. 
your whole life. Job. That's all they do. Yeah. They train for six hours a day because they're sponsored athletes and that's their job. Yeah, and you've I always have done a this. Real job. And the rest of us, it's like, you know, I haven't always, I, I'm a big guy. You know, and everyone's like, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you've always been a big guy. No, actually, when I graduated high school, I was 140 pounds. So I've not always been a big guy. I used to actually be in shape. But then there's, you know, we've had those things. We've had life has gotten in our way. But now we're taking it back. And that's what I find amazing is the people who've been, you know, life has slapped them in the face and been like, you're screwed. You're never doing any of this. And we're like, no, we're not. You can kiss my ass. I'm doing it anyway. And I could have sat down and I could have yeah. just, you know, sat on, because there was nothing they could do for my fracture. There, there was literally not enough left to screw the piece back together. So my doctor, I was like, well, what's my recovery? Can I do yoga? Can I do lifting? Because I hadn't been in shape. I, I used to weigh 236 pounds. Yeah. And I hadn't been in shape. And then I found that and I wanted to keep that. And he's like, he looks at me, he gets me, I go, you got a Netflix account? Um, no, but I'm sure I could probably sign up for one. Why? Because that's what you're going to be doing for the next three months. It's sitting on your butt watching television. You are not moving. Like, I should put you in the hospital. And I just looked at him and I laughed. I was like, that's hilarious. Um, no, that's yeah, no. not reality. That is not going to be my reality. I'm not going to sit down and not get up again. And so how long do I have to heal before I can get up again? I will not be put down again. I cannot yeah. live that way. I just can't. And, and that's what's amazing is, I mean, there's so many people, I mean, it it sounds bad, but it is so much easier to be like, okay, doc, you're right. I'm going to sit down on my butt. I'm going to watch TV and I'm going to eat potato chips and I'm going to become like 600 pounds and be on that 600 pound life. No. But I it's. I mean, I could eat potato chips and that sounds amazing right now because I'm starting. Yeah. But it's also, I, I can't sit still. I. And that's what's amazing. I to do this stuff. And no. I don't, you know, I don't run marathons for funsies, um, but it, it feeds my soul to do this stuff. It feeds my soul to be out there and be helping people and be shoving random people's butts over walls. And be, yeah. you know, it feeds me. Like, this is my ultimate high. I don't do drugs unless you count caffeine. This is my drug. This is my drug. And it, it's, it's an amazing drug. <laughs> it's legal. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I have not always been the greatest like, you know, healthy person, obviously. I mean, I've done some pretty <laughs> fun drugs in my lifetime. But, I mean, I'll be honest. The, right now, the two biggest drugs for me, one is the com- my comedy, which some people know I do, um, as Brandon Valentine. <laughs> the other is... Uh, yes. The other is these races. I mean, it, it, brings, it brings out something into me that I don't get a chance to do. I mean, I get to go out there and I get to try and do things that I shouldn't be able to. I'm too, I'm too out of shape and I'm too fat to do these things. But I do no, them anyway. You have people. I will shove your butt over a wall. I can deadlift you. Yes. You do not weigh as much as I can deadlift. Get over this wall. Come on. I know. Yeah, yeah. we've both stepped on each other and thrown each other over walls. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we've been there. Um, you know, and I mean, it, it's just fun for me. And it's one of those things. It's like uh, it cracks me up, but one of the funniest things to see is when you help someone over the wall and they accidentally kick you in the face or something and they like freak out and you're like, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know how many times Emily's kicked me in the face. I think she's doing it on purpose at this point, but I don't know. Well, she wants to mess up your pretty hair. You yeah, can't you can't mess up the hair. Court. You can't she mess up the hair. Well, that's because mine's nicer than hers. Hey, hey, that's fine. <laughs> don't tell Emily I said that. She might kick my ass. But Well, she does have a cheater butt than you, though, so. Yeah, you know. she does, you know. 
But, you know, and she's another one that's a great, you know, inspiration. I mean, she started off, you know, I mean, like I've talked about her in Montana. I mean, she was getting her butt kicked. And then all of a sudden came back 70 pounds later the next year and showed us all exactly how you're supposed to do those obstacles. It's like, what the hell? And that was it. And Emily's an ambassador with me this year. And I cannot wait for all the crazy shenanigans we're going to get up to because she's like, look, I couldn't do it before and now I can. And now I want everybody else to. We're like the pushers. I am yep. like the worst drug pusher in the planet because I'm like, here, the first one's free. Let me get you over that wall. Now, do it for yourself. It's just, yeah. oh, so much fun. Oh, it and is. I got, my, um, I got my friend, Lindsay, who I've known from the gym. She was in Hawaii with me. Well, she was in Hawaii with her family. And I signed her up for a race against her will. Yeah. She was like, I kind of want to do one. I kind of want to do one. I kind of want to do one. I was like, hey, I, I need your email address. What's your email address? And she gave me her email address. I was like, yeah, you're signed up for a race now. What? Well, see, that's the thing, like, for me, is a lot of people, you know, because I do a lot of volunteering for a street team, and then Amber volunteers a lot, and then I get a lot of friends that are like, hey, I, I've always wanted to do one, but they're so expensive. I'm like, cool, here's a free race code. What's your next excuse? Because oh, I'm sure we got an answer for it. I just straight up signed her up for it. That's... She was, like, humming and hawing about it, and I, I just signed her up for it. And she was like, wait, what just happened? I was like, you were doing a race with me in Hawaii. It's, I... it's not happenstance that we are both going to be in Hawaii on the same side of the same island at the same time. You were doing this with me, whether you like it or not. I've never gone that far, but I, that might be next for me. But I've got a few friends that, yeah, I've got, hopefully in Seattle, I should have Benton with me, two of my nieces, and my best friend that, like, started the uh, marathon with me, but was uh, unable to physically finish. So, he should be doing it with me. So, and it was one of those things. It was like he was talking about it. it was all of them. Well, it's so expensive. I'm like, I got free races. Mm-hmm. So what excuse you got now? Yeah, They're like, well, I'm like, apparently you don't. So here you go. And actually, my yeah. one niece, Amber, did end up because she was like, well, you know, and she just said, basically signed her up and paid the $15 and said, here you go. Yep. You're all signed up. And she did it with me in uh, Seattle in September. She did it. And now she's doing it again in April. Which I'm my, sure we're paying for her on that one, too, but whatever. <laughs> my niece, Zoe, who she did her first race when she was six, I think it was, and she did Seattle and she did Washougal. This year, I saw her just a couple months ago, or a couple weeks ago, and she was like, um, Auntie, when are we going to do another race again? I was like, there you go. Yeah, get them started. How long have to do to do the big kids race? I was like, yes, 14. So you need to keep racing. I'm like, um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Dr. Well, actually, that's the one thing. Yeah, speaking of Zoe, my daughter, I've got to figure out, my daughter might actually be doing, my daughter Zoe. Seriously? My 20-year-old daughter. She might be, which she's kind of a girly girl, so I'm hoping she's going to do it because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold her under the dunk wall, but that's a whole other uh, thing. Uh, can we throw a mud, mud ball at her? Can we oh, like, yeah. throw a mud ball at her? Yes, we can need we to. accidentally trip her next to the football? She deserves a weekend like this. She's one of those. She's become like the biggest workaholic. She just bought a brand new... Uh, I feel bad. She made, she outdid me. I bought Amber a 2017 Kia and Zoe just bought herself a 2018. (laughs) I'm like, really? I mean, she works her butt off. I've never seen a 20 year old girl work like she does. She has three different jobs and just, she's either at work or she's sleeping. That's pretty much what she does. Good for her. So she's kicking butt. She needs a weekend to go play. So, so I'm hoping she'll be out there in Seattle with us and playing. So it'll hopefully be, I'll have a whole like, parade of people partying through there so 
Yeah. And that's the way it should be, man. That's the way it should be. I have friends from work that are asking like, when's your next race? When's your next race? And I was like, do you want to come spectate? Cause I'll get you in. I can get you in. And I have a friend that's like, yeah, I, I kind of do. I, I want to come spectate when, you know, I've got the weekend off. Come, you know, tell me where it is. And I'm going to drag his butt through the next course. I'm going to awesome. show him what it's like in April. And then I'm going to drag him through in September. And he has no idea what's coming for him, but it's, it's going to happen because he's got that little bit of a twist in him too, where he's like, I want to do crazy stuff, man. I want to do crazy yeah. stuff. And I was like, yes, I got you. Well, and it's an addiction. I mean, look how many times the Sherpa walked with us. Now he's actually going to do, now he's actually doing them. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. How many times he's like, I will never do that. I will never yep. do that. You guys are completely insane. Ew, your bags are gross and smelly. And then he did one and he was so proud and he was oh. like taking metal Monday photos. And I'm like, I love you so much. You're so cute. Oh, I was so proud of him too. It was so awesome to see the stripper out there. I was like, oh, was yes. Amazing. So, Oh, yeah. He got over those walls like they were babies, and I was like, "You and your six foot tallness." Ugh. Yeah, I know. I know. That's my biggest problem. I'm short, and sometimes it's not really like the strength. It's just a matter of like being able to reach the top. Oh yeah, no <laughs> eight foot wall. Yeah. I can't get to the top of eight foot wall yet, but I can climb people. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and that's what kills me. It's like all the time. It's like I can't jump that high. And part of the problem I have is my legs don't like because. I can like grab the top of the wall and then like walk up it with my feet. But then you like hit that certain point where you're like, you're like okay, now I'm like bent in half and I can't really get my foot over the wall. <laughs> yeah. That's my thing is like to get my, it's the ankle flexibility to keep that one foot completely on the wall. Yeah. And then the hip flexor strength and flexibility to get the other one up and over. That's, yeah. yeah. If I yeah. can get, if I can get one foot, like my heel, at least over the wall, I can use my legs to pull myself up and over, uh-huh. but it's just getting that one foot, that flexibility, you know, and you know, yeah. that's what get me, got me in Montana last year. I tore, you know, a muscle in my pec uh-huh. doing that. From doing that? It was yeah. From that? That's what it was from. Uh-huh. It was the very first wall and it was the very first wall in Montana. So, you know, that was what, less than a mile in. I knew, I knew where it was. I just didn't know what's from that. Yeah, it was, it was from like falling off of it or something. No, it was from flipping my leg up and just having the one for that split second of having one arm holding my entire body weight. Yeah, and then I mean, it just. I've heard, I've heard people talk about different ways to do it, and I also I've kind of come to the theory. I'm like, look, I'm not going to do every single obstacle by myself. That's not my goal. My goal is to help and have fun and get people through. And so I'm not going to waste all of my energy. Like, Krisha still helps me over the hurdles and stuff like that. She comes down, puts the knee down, and I jump over the hurdles. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed of needing help. Everybody needs help through life. None of us get through life by ourselves without somebody else giving us a knee up somewhere, without somebody else no. giving us a hand up somewhere. And these races are like that for me. It's like, I'm not ashamed that I need help. Yeah. This, this or that because I'm going to give that help back tenfold later on the race exactly that's the thing and I mean there's always different ways to do it it's like with the hurdles like you were mentioning most people get up and they swing a leg over and do whatever you've seen me do them I flip over them mm-hmm. I get up and get my stomach on them and just roll my body right over the top everyone's I, like oh I didn't even think of doing that, that. Before, and I usually land on my butt when I do it so I, I know it's it funny way because I land on my big fat booty well, you got a big fat booty it's lots of cushion well, it is, but except when you land on the tailbone oh, yeah. of it, yeah. where there's left soft and cushy, and it's more like knocking the wind out of you, yeah. it's not as much fun. I've gotten, over the years, I've done it so much, I've just gotten used to it. That's become my way of doing it. So, yeah. you know, and it's kind of, we all have our own way. Exactly. We all have our own 
way and as long as you're doing what you want to do for the race i know yeah. some people want to like go out there and kill the time and i was like go go around me go around me please yeah. feel free have at it on the left go 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 and but, that's it i mean a lot of people get upset you know sometimes i've had people at certain races because they feel like you're in their way while you're helping people over the wall and you're like dude there's a whole wall go to the other side mm-hmm. go away mm-hmm. you know exactly you know. it's like you want the middle cool i'm over here on the right side or on the left side just doing my thing oh my gosh the bender it was so funny i um, love the bender it's my new favorite I, I love it now. It scared the heck out of me before, but I love it now because I got my friend Stephanie. Um, there was probably getting to be a lineup at the vendor. Yeah. And there were two people going up this one section. And so that's the section I was going on. And this guy behind me, I was like, all right, do you want to go next? Because we're going to try and get her over, but it's going to take a little while. He's like, no, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Um, um. And it's kind of not, not elite, but like, you could tell he was just like chomping at the bit to get up and over. I was like, you up and over. He's like, as soon as he touched, he's like, never, never mind. I'm, I'm gonna wait and figure out how you all do this because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Really? Oh, here, leg up, let's go, boom, boom, boom. And I talked, I talked to him, and well, my friend Stephanie didn't want to. She, she kind of lost her ish halfway up, but she never even touched it before, and so yeah. now she's touched it and she's gotten two and a half rounds up, and she's really proud of herself. It's like I love talking to people up and over things, and I love watching people that are like run up to something and then go. Now I need help. Now, now I'm going to rethink this. Now I need help, and willing to accept that help. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. And, and that's the one thing with me on Bender is it's you know the first time I did it was you know I had CV with me and uh, Jody, and I mean I pretty oh, much yeah. jumped up it. You know, and for me, it was pretty much grab the bottom one, grab the second one, swing a leg up and go. And I had no problem. Got to the top and I stopped and then it was helping those two try and do it. And I've never seen Stevie have such an issue with an obstacle. But for some reason, she got to the top and part of it was there was some lady that was next to her that was just like, oh, don't do that. You're going to break your leg. And And she's just like pointing out every negative thing. And so now Stevie has it in her head that she's going to snap her leg. And it's like, no, no, calm down. Just do this. You're you're putting yourself into a pretzel trying to go through the rungs in weird ways. Calm down. You know, once I got to calm down and got her over it, but she's still, even to this day, because of what that lady said, has issues. And that's part of the problem is sometimes you get some people that are just like, oh my God, don't do that. It's like, just shush. Why don't you tell me what we should do? Let's get over this. Let's help everyone get through it. You know, don't be a negative Nancy. Let's come on. <laughs> if you're going to tell me not to do something, tell me not to do something at the start line for crying out loud. Yeah. I shouldn't even be out here. But no, this is not going to kill me. I'm no. going to get over this and I am going to whip it off as I'm running away from it. Like, don't tell me how I can hurt myself because I hurt myself doing crap that I shouldn't have hurt myself doing. Yeah. I'm fine with all the stuff that I shouldn't be doing. It's the stuff that I should be doing that I hurt myself doing. Well, yeah, it's like when I broke my foot. I mean, my boss out there and he looked at me and he's like, you've done Spartan races. You've done all these races. You climb two feet up a ladder and you shadow your foot in the warehouse. I'm like, eh, it happens. <laughs> it ain't gonna stop me though. No. It ain't gonna stop me. No. The second the doctor said I could walk on it, I'm like, cool. I'm in Hawaii and doing a race. Mm-hmm. And I had so many people stop and look at me like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, hey, the doctor said I could do it and I'm here. Why not try? Yeah. That so. was me. My first race, I had my four week follow up with the spine doctor Thursday morning and my car was packed. All of my gear was in there. I was going to Montana whether he told me I could race or not. Yeah. Um, it was just whether or not I was actually going to start or not. And he was there and he's like, 
well, um, you know, it's, it's doing as well as it can be doing, so go crazy. Wait, 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 wait. I take that back. Don't go crazy. Don't go crazy. Yeah. I was like, well, can I, can I do the race? He's like, well, what does it entail? And we Googled it, and he went, oh, dear God, no. Yeah. And I was like, well, can I walk? Yeah. Can I... Can I lift things? He's like, well, don't lift anything over your head so I can race. And he's like, oh, my God, you're going to do this whether I tell you to or not. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And that was kind of my doctor. He, he knew it before I even said it. And he's like, okay, this is what I'm going to tell you. You can walk on it. It's actually good for your foot to, you know, walk on it and do that. If it hurts, don't do it. And whatever you do, if you jump, don't land on that leg. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, I know you're going to do this anyway, so might as well just tell you how you can do it. You know, the, the safest way. So, yeah. I went to PT. I was in PT last year for an ankle injury and some lower back. And the PT is like, so what's your goal? And I started telling her about these races. And she's like, so like one of those? And I was like, no, like one of those every couple weeks. Like yeah. at least one a month. Yeah. And she's like, you are going to work your butt off to get to that point. And I was like, I'm willing to do that. I just need you to tell me what to do. I will do the work. You'd be like, this is why I freaking love being a therapist for athletes. Yeah. And she was the first person to call me an athlete since I was a kid. And I looked at her, I was like, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh yeah, this is happening. Oh, this is so happening. And I worked my butt off in PT. And she looked at me, she was like, you've worked harder than most of my clients who've come out of surgery. And... And I was like, it's because I have a reason, because I want to get up and do these things, because I want to get other people, and this is what I do for fun. Like, this is what drives me. And that, I want other people to do it. I'm just such a little addict. <clears throat> well, that's what's awesome. I mean, it, it is. It is what drives us. And I mean, uh-huh. it makes us better. I mean, I may not be in great shape at the moment because I let myself, let my injuries and my non-quitting smoking get to me. But at the same time, I'm still willing to go out there and do it. You know, it's like when I did the marathon, I just kept moving. So, And you have a means to get better, too. You have a reason to and you have a way to. And you have people that are going to support you to the ends of the earth. Yep. And it doesn't matter if you weigh an extra 35 pounds. We will still shove that butt over a wall. Oh, yeah. So you have the way, the means, and the freaking support to do it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be another great year of Spartan. It's going to be an amazing year. I am so excited for all of it. Oh yeah, Spartan and all the other stuff, and I mean all the stuff the beasts have. You know the five K plus that they're talking about and everything else. It's going to be an awesome year. You're going to do that, right? Because I'm going to be there and I'm going to do it. You're going to do that, right? right? I'm going to have to do it. I don't know exactly what it is yet, but I'll. I'll I'm sure I'll find out and I'll, I'll figure it out. But so you're going to do it, or I'm going to make you do it. One or the other. Choose. Either way, I'm going to do it. So yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we should wrap this up. It's been a while. We we've talked for a bit. So, Dude, I can talk forever. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to have to have you on again, and we're going to have to talk some more. But, um, yeah. Yay. All yeah, right. Come out and join us, guys. That's, it's a good time. And that's all it's all about, just having a good time. I mean, we only get one shot at this life, so might as well enjoy it while you're at it. Oh, yes. That is so true. All right. Well, thank you, Christina. Um, you're welcome, stalker. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, listeners, and we'll talk to you next time. Talk to you later. Right, bye. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.
Grays Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors, if you work up a sweat, Grays Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet Podcast, brought to you by the Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Like us? Great. Join us at Facebook or BeastOCR.com. And thank you.